Good morning, church. I hope it is well with your soul this morning. I hope you're all fine and I hope you are all continuing to endure this um, current situation we find ourselves in and that you, you know, continue to listen to God's word via audio to allow his word, the scriptures, to, to help us, to, to give us the wisdom to endure and to be encouraged so that we might have hope. Uh, I love this verse in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. And I hope we are in the scriptures and we are listening to the sermon so that we can have this hope, this future hope that is in Christ Jesus. So, so let us continue to, to read scripture, listen to scripture so that we can get the wisdom, the strength, the comfort, the encouragement that our hearts need to endure this time. But I invite you all to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. As I read now from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love and kindness that comes through your Son, Christ Jesus, and that comes through your Word. Thank you again. We can come to your Word, and we can be reminded of your Word as to say to us. It, it helps us to examine our hearts. It helps us to keep our, our hearts and our mind checked that we are on that narrow road, trusting you. So, Father, please be merciful, be gracious to me as I endure this preaching from your word. Be merciful to all the pastors, to be merciful to all the, the men that have to now preach um, this way um, through audio. But please, Father, comfort us, encourage us. Give us ears to listen so that we can be doers of your word and not just mere hearers and delude ourselves. Help us to be Christians that, that, that want to fight the good fight, 
that, that want to hold up the gospel of Christ, that want to shine Christ's light into the lives of people, his glory. So, Father, help us. Help me now to be clear and understood and help us all just to listen. I pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Preaching from a lovely passage, again, that reminds us where we've come from. That we were once dead in our sins and now we are alive together with Christ. And as Christians, do we know that we have been bought, that we've been brought from dead to alive. And we've been brought from dead to life to do good works for the glory of God. Do we know that? Do, do, do we remember where we've come from? And it's good that we are reminded of our position because we were once in an unsaved position before God. And now we are in a saved position in Christ. Unsaved, we were spiritually dead in a spiritually dead position, and now saved, we are in a spiritually alive position in Christ. And you might be thinking, well, Mark, what has that got to do with me now? I mean, I need some encouragement as I work through these uncertain times that we are in. How is this going to encourage me? Well, I think it's important to know that you were in a spiritually dead position, and now you are in a spiritually alive position. And it's important to know this because you might be thinking, well, why am I so irritable? Why am I so angry still? Why am I so frustrated? Why am I doing things and following the way of the world where I should be more godly in what I'm doing? And that might tell you that you're still in a dead position. You are still dead to the things of Christ. And it's important that we know what position we are in so that we can honor God and and it's important to know that we are spiritually alive in Christ. That means that we, we cannot live as we please. That we cannot continue to practice sin. Cannot continue to sin. Paul says in a letter to the church of Rome. How can we who die to sin still live in it? So it's important. Because these times that we are in at this present moment. Are going to test our faith. They're going to see. Are we going to walk by faith? And not by sight, or do we want faith and sight? We want to know what's going on. We want to see. Then it helps us to walk better. But no, I think the times that we are in now have knocked all the props from underneath us. So that we now are either going to trust in Christ alone, or we're going to trust in Christ plus, 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 plus. And it doesn't work like that. We need God's grace. And as Christians, we need to know that we cannot walk around as spiritually dead people if we are alive in Christ. We need to know that our position has changed. And, and, and maybe, maybe the reason why you, you are still, or you still find yourselves in a dead position, is because you have no confidence in the sacred scriptures. You, you don't believe that they are sufficient for your daily walk with God in this fallen world. We, 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 we need to be convinced that the scriptures are sufficient. I mean, if you find yourselves constantly looking elsewhere for more revelation 
and for, for, for some new mystical experience during this time, that's telling you that you are not convinced that the scriptures are sufficient for your daily walk. And what do I mean by the scriptures being sufficient? Well, it, I mean the sufficiency of scripture. It means that the scriptures are adequate to guide for all matters of faith and conduct. Peter wrote, His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. There, Peter affirms to us that Scripture is sufficient for life and godliness in this fallen world. So the more we are devoted to Scripture, the more we, the more we are reading Scripture, the more we will trust in the sufficiency of Scripture. And the more we will walk as spiritually alive to Christ in this perverse world, doing good works, bearing fruit. But if we abandon our Bibles, if we abandon our daily quiet times and applying the Bible to our lives, then it's obvious we're going to lack genuine discernment and biblical understanding. And then we ask ourselves, why do we struggle so much when we suffer and when we go through trials? Why? Why? It's because we're not in the Word trusting the sufficiency of Scripture. We struggle spiritually. So we need to believe and trust and know that God's grace, God's Scripture, Christ Himself is sufficient. And it's God's grace that saves us. And like Paul says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things and at all times, so that we may abound in every good work. I mean, without the Bible, we would not know God. We would not have known about His grace. And we would not have His Word to help us. Because you've heard me say over and over, His Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And how much do we need God and His Word in the times that we are that we find ourselves in this present day. So let, let's let's look now at Ephesians chapter two, verses one to ten. And and all I want to do from this passage is to remind us first of our old position. Maybe we trapped, maybe we're still in this old position, and remind us of our new position, spiritually alive in Christ. And then I want us just to examine ourselves, examine our hearts to see what position we are in. Because I believe that when God saves us, we are a new creation. He gives us a new heart and He helps us move away from being spiritually dead to being spiritually alive. Well, yes, our first reminder to examine ourselves, to see what position we are in, which is a spiritually dead position. And we see this in verses 1 to 3 of Ephesians chapter 2. Again, before God saved us, we were known as unbelievers. We were non-Christians. means we were spiritually dead. Dead to the things of God. We were spiritually dead. God's word says, the unbeliever, who is also called the natural man, does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. 
for they bear folly to him. And he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man, before God saves you, you're a natural man, you're unsaved, you're an unbeliever, you're a non-Christian, you are spiritually dead in your sins, and you are not interested in grasping God's truth. You're not interested in the things of God. And verse 1 tells us, we were dead in the trespasses and sins in which we once walked. I'm not, we're, not, we're not physically dead. We are spiritually dead in a physically alive body. We are dead to the things of God. And that's how we walk. Once walk tells us we, we should no longer be walking in our trespasses. Paul says, you once walked like that. That means you cannot continue to walk like that. You were once walking following the course of the world, following the prince and the power of the air. You were, you were, you were walking as a dead man, as a dead woman. And like I've said, do you still find yourself walking as a dead person? You need to, you need to examine your heart and see, are you in a spiritually dead position still? And the word trespass means to slip, fall, stumble or go the wrong direction. And the word sin originally meant missing the mark as when hunting with a bow and arrow, you miss the target, the animal that you were hunting. And I think of Judas. Judas was a man that basically stumbled and he missed the mark. He was spiritually dead. Even though he was in the company of Jesus, even though he was physically alive and doing things and honoring Jesus, he was in a spiritually dead position in his heart. And in the context of dead in our sins, what this means in biblical terms is missing or falling short of any goal or standard or purpose. Missing and falling short of God's standard of holiness. It's actually falling short of God's glory and falling short of God's glory is sin. Scripture says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. See, I mentioned Judas. When you think of Judas, he was doing things in honor of, of Jesus, but it wasn't for the glory of Jesus. He was doing things out of a mindset, not from a spiritually alive heart. He was doing things out of obligation. And he was not at all doing it for the glory of God. And no one can actually measure up to God's perfect standard. God has called us to be perfect, just as He is perfect. Peter says, be holy, for I am holy. No one, except Christ Jesus, except Jesus alone, was a perfect man, and He was perfect in His holiness. Every other person that has been born in this world is spiritually dead. Everything we did 
up until God saved us, was not for the glory of God, but ourselves. We were not thinking of bearing fruit in every good work. We were not thinking of doing anything to glory God. And the only way we knew how to walk was as dead people. We walked as the way of the world, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now worked in the sons of disobedience. This was our only way of walking and living. It was all for the glory of the world, for self-glory. And the word world here represents the world order, the world system, the values and doing things, following the, the world views of the world. You were actually submitting your life to the leadership and design of Satan, the prince of the power of the air. I love it when Jesus confronted the Pharisees, when he said, you worship the father of lies, not the father of truth. And that's what we were. We were worshiping the father of lies. We were not at all interested in obeying, honoring, or glorifying God. All we could do was live according to the ideologies and standards over which sin and Satan have control. I mean, all Satan wants to do in our lives is, as Christians, as spiritually alive people, he wants us to fall into temptation. And maybe through this lockdown, maybe through this, this COVID-19 times that we are going through, you questioning that you're still, you're angry in some ways, you, you, you're frustrated, you're irritated, you somehow closing up to God and you close up to people and it's woe is me and you, you, you just woe is me. And the reason is because you still are spiritually dead. Now, I need to stop here. And I know as Christians, we can go through cycles where we are in a miry pit, we downcast, we despondent, and then when we are on a mountaintop, we're full of joy and happiness, and we're, we're happy, and we're rejoicing in things of God. That happens. But yeah, I'm talking about you, you, you seem to always find yourself in this position, no matter what goes on around you. It could be good things and it could be bad things. You seem to, to, to have no real spiritual life inside you. And, and you feel like you're just not... Yes, you're there in a mental way wanting to, to honor God, but your heart is just cold and your heart is just not being made alive to the things of God. That is because you're still living as a sons of disobedience. That you're still following the things of the world. You're following Satan, the prince of disobedience. And, and, and he's still working in your life. And, and you have no regard for the word of God and the will of God. No respect to honor for God's word and God himself. There's always disobedience in your life. You're always living a rebellion way to God's standard. Now, it doesn't mean you can't do any good. I mean, there's lots of people out there that still do good, but they're not doing good for the glory of God. They're not interested in God. They can even come to church like that. 
because church might just be a, a means of them coming to, to make contact or to connect with people, but that's all they're interested in. Or that's their escape, is to go to church on a Sunday and not worshipping God at all. Again, I just think of this story of this, I can't think of this man's name, but he would go off to listen to George Whitfield preach. But someone said, you're not a Christian. You don't believe in the things that this man preaches. Why do you go and listen to him? Why do you go to the church and listen to this man? Yes, I don't believe in the things he preaches, but I like listening to someone who does believe in the things he preaches. So people can come to church, not believing in what I preach, but seeing that I believe in what I preach. So we must be careful. We, we must see, are we in a spiritually dead position? Why, why don't we embrace the things of God and His church? Are we still walking as dead people? Because we, 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 we can see, do we love the, the things of the world? We once lived in the passions of our flesh, disobedient, demonic, and, and destined for destruction. There we lived in the lust of the flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh, of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. Where, where is our desires? Where, where are our desires? Where, what, are we, what, are, what are we lusting of, after? As children of God, we need to be reminded that we once were all totally lost in the system of the world. It's important to know that. We were once worshipping Satan, and we were once living as a natural man in the flesh. We were once object of God's wrath, object of God's eternal judgment and condemnation was coming our way. We were spiritually dead while we were being physically alive. We were dead to spiritual life, to truth, to righteousness, inner peace and joy. We were Rebels, wretched sinners, self-absorbed, self-exalting, impure, unholy, treacherous. We were spiritually dead. We need a miracle. We need to be made spiritually alive. We need a change of position. And it's good to be reminded that, wow, I kind of feel like I have more of my feet in the spiritual dead position. I need to know what it means to have my feet in the spiritual alive position. And Lord willing, we will look at that next Sunday. But we need the power of God to, to change our hearts. We need God's word. We need salvation. I think of this, 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 this quote from reading around. It was said, I was the, it was the fire of the bomb that burnt my body. And it was the skill of the doctor that mended my skin. But it took the power of God to heal my heart. And that's what we need. 
to, to move from a position of spiritually dead. We need the power of God to change our hearts, to move to a position of spiritually alive. And if we're spiritually alive, we're going to see, Lord willing, next Sunday, what it means to live a spiritually alive life before Christ. I'll give you a hint. It should be bearing fruit in every good work. But this position in verses 1 to 3 of Ephesians chapter 2, spiritually dead, that are reminded ourselves of, and for us to examine ourselves, what is our position? If you're spiritually dead, will you listen, Lord willing, to next week's sermon so that you can see what it means and what you need to do to move from a position of spiritually dead to a position of spiritually alive? Well, basically, you can't do it alone. It's only by God's grace that you can do this. It's only by God's grace that you can Repent and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and be in a spiritual, spiritually alive position. Will we look to the cross? Because as we do, that should humble us and be reminded of these words. Christ Jesus gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed. He, he, has, he has redeemed us from a spiritually dead position. And all the things we did in that position. And to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. Into a position of a spiritually alive in himself to do good works. So will we? Will we stop offering or presenting our members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness? But begin now to present ourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and our members to God as instruments for righteousness. Let us, let us walk away from here. And let us go into this world and let us be dead to our old position and let us be alive to Christ. And Lord willing, next Sunday we can see what does that mean to be alive, spiritually alive to Christ, doing good works and bearing fruit in every good work. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this, this morning. I thank you for your kindness and your goodness that I can be here this morning and preach like this. Thank you for technology. But I pray that we will examine our hearts and see what position we are in and yes we just looked at a spiritually dead position and i pray that that we would examine our position and we would do something about it even before we hear the sermon next week that we would just read the rest of ephesians chapter 2 especially from verses 4 to 10 and see our new spiritually life position father please help us help us Give us the wisdom to endure this time that we are living in. Please forgive us for if we find ourselves being unfaithful. Have mercy upon us, Father. But help us, Father. We thank you for your word that is alive and that it cuts into our hearts deeper than a two-edged sword. So, Father, be merciful to us and be gracious to us. 
Help us all, Father, to, to look to you for guidance and wisdom and strength. And may we come to you in true repentance and, and continue to walk as righteous men and women in this world. Have mercy upon us, Father. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to close with a passage of scripture and it ends with a with a with a, with an amen. Listen as I read from Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. And this should be our prayer through this time. For this reason, this is Paul writing, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of the glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And in these two beautiful verses, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. And God's children say, Amen.